Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Podcast 233. 33, Larry Bird. So this is a pretty good one. Uh, December 8th, 2022. uh, Watching Thursday Night Football right now. Um, Wolford started the game for the Rams in the first drive. Baker's in the second drive. I don't know if they're going to switch quarterbacks every drive. That would be kind of a disaster, but... Yeah, Perkins um, is coming in next. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. This is the thing, though. This is the thing with Baker. This is the game where he does good. It's like, go out there. You don't know any of the playbook. Just play football. Don't think. Don't overthink it. Go make stuff happen. And he's making it happen on this one drive he's been in. So, And he's wearing number 17. I mean, that's just a legendary number right there in and of itself. Yeah, now Dickie has to own him in... (laughs) <laughs> That's true. He's going to pay a first-round yep. pick for him in fantasy. I should tell Dickie that I used to wear a 17 in high school. I'll see what he'd try to get me on the waiver wire for. 30 bucks. Yeah, you're too new. You're like your team. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, com Start sits are all up there. We got we got four people in the start sits this week. So, plenty, plenty of, of options for you guys that are trying to win now and get into playoffs. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. And of course, Jock Market, uh, promo code still there. Uh, TSF, 100% match up to $100. Uh, like I said, watching the Thursday night game, it's it's 10 to 0. The Raiders, Devontae Adams has made a, a fantastic one handed grab. Jacobs got into the end zone. Uh, Baker's in. We'll talk throughout the podcast if it's good or if it's a disaster. I'm going to go for the disaster part, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really thought the Rams were done on the year. I thought they were kind of folding it in. Everybody was just going to say, hey, we're hurt. We're not playing. And now they bring in Baker. I know they've got a couple of matchups down the stretch here that they probably like to win this one, you know, whatever Las Vegas. So be it. But I know they have San Fran on the horizon. I'm sure they'd like to at least try to play spoiler for them. So yeah. we'll see and, what they can and, do. And the thing with Baker is like they they used to waiver on him they claimed him so you got to think that he's in their future like as a backup for Stafford. but i mean that kind of it might show that stafford's health going for it in his career um it's concerning especially because they have no picks for a couple years now but um we'll see it it's as you can hear it's it's me and Corey dows uh only two of us tonight for the podcast other tsf boys are up till 2 a.m Doing some <laughs> what is it what not app? Yeah, what not. It's we could say they're up doing whatnot, but that sounds like we're being rude and dismissive. They're up on an app doing uh card trading and, and other other various card endeavors. Yeah. And definitely not doing shotguns all night. Yeah. <laughs> I I was on there for a good amount last night. So if you if you guys download the app, um make sure to follow at card lab. That's uh Tom. He's been crushing it lately, selling Pokemon cards. So if you were into Pokemon, get on the app, follow him. He does a lot of live streams throughout the week. I think he has sports cards too. I think he was mentioning that yesterday. I'm not sure if it's all Pokemon. I didn't I didn't catch the whole thing, but I thought he mentioned something about sports cards. No, yeah, could could be. I know he gets that from someone. Um mm. he, he gave me an Eckler one um a couple weeks back. It's pretty sweet. So nice. Yeah. Um let's get right into the news. Uh again, we're w- watching the there's a game I'll say for the third time in a row before you guys turn up the podcast. <laughs> um, I do have a bet 
I did. I did a three uh, same game parlay. Um, of course, I don't have it open up, not prepared. So just um, bear with us real quick. And Hopefully it was like, oh, Baker Mayfield plays in the first quarter because you hit that. Nailed it. <laughs> um, I really didn't think you were going to see him. Even McVay said earlier this week it would be unprecedented to see a quarterback uh, essentially there on two for like days. Three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, Raiders minus 6.5. Josh Jacobs over 84.5 yards rushing. And then Foster Moreau over 29.5. The so, Moreau one will be the... Uh... The one in that factor. Yeah. yeah. I'm like 29. Come on. It's a Rams. <laughs> Jacobs had a nice opening drive. He probably has like half that yardage already. And then uh, the, the six and a half looks like easy enough for them to cover at this, at this rate. Yep. Yeah. So that's a bet there. So let's, let's go. Uh, Mariota has lost his job. It's Desmond Ritter time. They want to see, you know, what the young guy has at quarterback. Um, I think Merida's contract is like 12 million bucks this year. Definitely wasn't cheap. Um, I remember seeing it and being like, seriously, for that guy? It's a one so, year. Like, Yeah, it's kind of just a, a, not a throwaway. Uh, one year, 6.75 million with a with a 5 million bonus. Okay. So that pretty much works out math wise. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so... it's a low risk thing. If he's not doing it, which he really hasn't, um, you try somebody else out. I mean, Desmond Ritter goes into a tough spot with just Drake London, more or less, uh, as his weapons remaining. I mean, you can say Cordero Patterson, but he's faded as of late. Uh, Algier hasn't really grabbed a foothold lately. I mean, Cal Pitts is out for the remainder of the season. So best of luck to the young guy throwing to like Demir Bird and Drake it's London. Zacchaeus. And oh, yeah, Holombity, Zacchaeus. Uh, that's really all you got. So. Hopefully he goes out and shows what he can do. I mean, I like Desmond Ritter in college. I knew, I think we all knew he was going to be an unpolished kind of project quarterback for Atlanta, but this was their plan, you know, let him learn for a year, year ish, and then maybe see what he has down the, down the line. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to work out or not. I guess that remains to be seen. We'll see who do they play. Do you, do you know offhand who they play this week? Um, No. Yeah, me neither. I can look that up though. That would be a interesting little factor to see if he has a favorable matchup or if they're really throwing him to the wolves. Let's see. Yeah. I can schedule uh, the Saints. Ooh, that, yeah, that's a tough. Oh, no, it's not the Saints. That's December 18th. Oh, they have a bye week. Oh, even better. I mean, on it, a bye. which is kind of funny. So, like, why not we wait till after the bye to. Yeah. Know, to I guess I guess that just say a game plan install. I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> no one has offered up for Odell. Um, rumors are flying that he failed his physical. Sounds like if he does play, it might be more like mid January. Yeah, mean, at that point. I mean, for fantasy, he's droppable. I I know people have been stashing him, uh, hoping for the. I mean, we were told in the summer, you know, mid November. It, it's coming to mid December. He's not. He's not even close. So, for fantasy, he's. Not a factor. I don't know if I see him, if we see him this year on an NFL team, um, especially right now. It's to December and he's not passing physicals. Yeah. If you're not ready physically, like like structurally physically ready, that's a huge issue because then you have to worry about actually getting into like NFL game shape ready. And then you have to worry about learning whatever team's office you go, offense you go to. And if you're going to say, you know, months ago, where could he go quickly? And it would be the Rams who already knew the system and the offense. 
Well, they're no longer going to even be a contender. So now you're talking Cowboys, Giants are tossed around again. And maybe you can go to the Giants, but that's a completely different system than they ran before. You know, even if with similar teammates, it's a new head coach, new offensive scheme. Everything's different. So, uh, like you said, fantasy, he's he's out. Um, NFL, I don't know that we see him, even if we do, and he comes back in your fantasy championship. You're not going to play him. No, it's too risky, no. you know. First week back after a year hiatus, you're not yeah, gonna do it. Definitely, and it was funny because the whole last week was all right, it's time for the Baker tour. Today's a Giants. That was meeting with like Mika Parsons and all them at the, the Cowboys and CeeDee Lamb, and now it's like, oh, wait, <laughs> he doesn't look good, <laughs> right? Not at all. Then I guess Jerry Jones had some, uh, I don't know, I think it was called like weird tonation of his voice or intonation of his voice when asked about it people are all skeptic and saying like oh jerry jones put the kibosh on it he's saying absolutely not for odell so uh, i don't know i guess we'll just move on since he's not relevant for the moment yeah uh already talk about baker so we won't go there but he was signed by the rams claimed by the rams we already talked about that um with uh injuries in seattle <clears throat> when gallman signs with the team part of the practice squad but we'll get into that with the injuries um, with Ken Walker and them. It, it could be a few guys hurt, a few guys out, kind of a disaster. Yeah. If you ask me uh, about it. So we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, Jalen Darden was cut by the Bucks last week, which is kind of surprising. He's a pretty good special teams guy uh, claimed by the Browns. All right. Um, moving on. Mike Williams, full participant in practice. It's been, I don't know, three weeks now. Yeah, three weeks, I think, since he played one snap the previous week. And, I mean, this is big news. If if Mike Williams is back, I think the entire offense kind of gets a bump up. If not, uh, you're going to continue to start either Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, whoever's available, uh, maybe both of them, and just see who hits. But if Mike Williams is back, it's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler, and those are your three guys. I think Gerald Everett stands to reason as a a play if Mike Williams is out. If Mike well, Williams is out, Everett's- still is still a play um because if you score six points that's a top 12 title so <laughs> yeah he's, honestly he's, he's still a play. yeah mike williams has played one game since week nine and that one game was that one catch yeah that, one catch ankle tweak out and that's again even as a full participant you're running that risk if you play him in this week i mean if you held mike williams this long which if you drafted him you probably did i know i did and he'll be in my lineup right along jamar chase uh come sunday but there's that risk. It's the Mike Williams. I mean, he he's done this his whole career. He showed up huge games. Then he showed up, played one snap, gone down, been out for a while. This is this is nothing new. So you knew he signed up for it when he got Mike Williams. Yep. All right, and get into the the fun part of it. Injuries. Do you want to take the first one? Yeah, Amari Cooper uh, popped out of nowhere with a hip issue. This is just one to keep monitoring his practice participation. I wouldn't expect it to be something that sidelines him, but we've seen out of Amari Cooper tons of times in the past. That he's out there as a decoy, he's out there, uh, you know, in a lim- limited capacity on a snap count, whatever you want to call it, uh, where he goes out and he just kind of runs track for you know three quarters, and then that that's all we see of him. So um, you just got to make sure he gets a, a full listing as a full active participant. Hopefully tomorrow, Friday's practice, and uh, you know if, if he gets the full clear, then you're in good shape. If he's limited at all, I'd be concerned, especially with the combination of the lack of success he had with Deshaun Watson and the success that Cincinnati's past defense has had this season. Um, just there's a lot of moving pieces here that you have to kind of monitor when it comes to Amari Cooper, in my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Saquon missed the practice with a, n- a neck injury. Popped up t- today. Not great yeah. for a Thursday practice. Um, if you were a Saquon owner, I would run out there and pick up Matt Breida right away. Um, they don't really have anyone else else there as you know another guy. I think Breida would be the beneficiary if Saquon does miss time. So grab Breida j- just in case because you're going to kick yourself if you do not. So yeah, that, I mean, especially with six teams on by, it's gonna, it's, it's tough pickings out there if he does miss. Yeah, I mean, it's just the neck thing is what scares me. Um, it would definitely make me do exactly that. Pick up Matt Breida. Uh, you could make a case for Gary Brightwell, but I would not be the one to make that yeah, case. At least so. Breida's going to be in the passing game too. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You would assume that it's a more lateral movement for uh, Breida to get involved than it would be for Brightwell to come out of nowhere and have the first good game of his career. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, the neck thing. That's that's what I'm concerned about if I'm a Saquon owner, not only for this, but for the future of the, uh, your fantasy playoffs if you're a playoff team. So keep your eye on it, monitor it. The Giants are obviously going to monitor it very closely because they are not losing Saquon for any time that they don't have to. So if he's truly nicked up, he might sit. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you sit your franchise asset if he's, you know, just requires one week of rest? Yeah, I mean, he's been... Uh, phenomenal this season so there's no point to risk a neck injury especially yeah. uh yeah. d d hop misses practice with an an illness um yeah undisclosed that's... illness it could be anything could be anything from covid to the flu to you know he had a bad meal the night before so check him out on friday saturday if he's a full go or even limited in both practices i would say he's not uh a cause for concern if he remains missing practices then you start to panic uh, because to add to this Rondell Moore still has not practiced this week. So it's looking like Hollywood and Hollywood alone. And again, they, they play Monday night. Um, so if it's a big question mark going into Sunday, that's scary. Yeah. And, and you know, you're always concerned about the levels of gamesmanship going on. Um, you know, maybe you mark, DeAndre Hopkins as an out with a missed practice because of illness. The Patriots don't know if he's going to play. The Patriots scheme up differently than they would otherwise. All this kind of smoke and mirrors type stuff going on. But only thing you can do, keep your eye on it. DeAndre Hopkins, if he's if he's active, then you're playing him. And that's, I mean, that's just as simple as it gets. You've seen what's happened. I'll, I'll get into this longer when I do my start sit stuff. But um, moving on. Zach Ertz, another formal, I guess he's still a Cardinal. I was going to say former Cardinal. He is facing a real long road to recovery. I guess it came out today that he had even more damage to his knee than they thought. Um, Multiple ligament damages. It could be for a guy his age and his size, it might be a really long road back. So um, best wishes to him. See if he gets back on the field sooner rather than later or realistically even at all. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him say this rehab is too much. I'm just going to hang him up. Yeah, that'd be an un- unfortunate because ever since he's gone there, he's done well. I know they they've signed him to a four year deal mm. um, this season. He's thirty two, so you you're right. Um, it, it yeah, and it, wrong and side of thirty for a tight end. They have a pot- pot- potential out after t- in two thousand twenty four. Um, yeah, you're right. He could hang him up he gets no that and then trey mcbride's there even though he's been a a non-factor since showing up yeah but a very high draft pick for a tight end so yep uh courtland sutton is unlikely to play with the hammy injury um it's a sudden owner in a few leagues i I hate injuries in fantasy or in life um (laughs) 
but it's it, it's good if you're a certain owner because now you don't have to force to play him with yeah. versus, like like it's 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 a it's a Kyle Pitts factor. Pitts goes down, you're like, okay. Now we don't yeah. have to make that decision every week and be pissed off. So Sutton wasn't doing it all year. Not his fault. It might be that quarterback. Unlimited, not unlimited targets for Sutton this year at all. But yeah, he's out. Um, n- 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 it's not in here, but Jerry Judy, I think he logged a limited practice. Yeah, he's been limited. Um, I, I would expect him to play. He played last week, so didn't hear that it got any worse. Um KJ Hamler, I still think he's not practicing though, so it could just did be you the, play, oh yeah, Judy did play last yeah. it, it just right. nobody cares. It's like we, we thought we thought it was gonna be Wilson, Judy, Sutton, or Tim Patrick for that matter at the beginning of the season. We're like, oh, this is gonna be a huge offense. And it just hasn't turned out that way. Now they're an afterthought. I mean, Judy had like seven or eight points last week, and nobody talks about it because nobody cares. Yep. <laughs> Um, and I, I mean, you sit here and say, oh, Sutton's out. So you're like, oh, cool. That more targets for Judy. It's like, okay, more shitty targets that he probably can't catch because Russ Wilson can't throw the ball to him. So I don't know. I don't even know how to, to take it. Judy will still be in my lineup. Still be miserable. Yeah. That's when you got to ride with like, yeah, <laughs> got, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Mark Ingram is done for the year with an MCL injury. This is brutal because he, he was hurt on Monday night, left the game, and then he comes back in. I'm like, you, you guys at Elvin Kamara, and they're passing to Mark Ingram. Mark right. Ingram goes out one yard shy of the first down, yep. and the Bucks stop them on that third down. And and he's getting dragged it. online because of yep. it, and now he's yep. got a so, serious MCL yeah, injury. MCL injury, lost the game for him. Um, Tougher for Mark Ingram, big fan of him, but yeah, always um, been a big Ingram guy. But he's another one that I wouldn't be shocked to see call it a career. Uh, he's had a he's had a long. I mean, this is his second career. stint with yeah with them after yeah. a few years away. So yeah, uh, he could be done. Um, Jimmy G does not need surgery. Um, looking like a seventy eight week return could put him in the playoff return. But um, I think today the coach said that pretty he downplayed it, kind of saying like like. It's almost like a five percent chance we might see him again this season. So it sounds like a Purdy year uh, going forward. Yeah, and I mean his real only eligible return date would be the Super Bowl. So unless I mean if if Purdy gets you there, it's real tough to pull him at that point. It's that is more Brady Bledsoe yeah. than anything else that we've seen. You know, yeah. Yep. In in recent memory, nobody's making those comparisons right now, but. If if Purdy gets you all the way there, that means he's won enough games to have not been a detriment to the team. So you can't really, in good conscience, turn it back over to Jimmy G, who would have eight weeks of rust plus a catastrophic foot injury that he will definitely have in the forefront of his mind. So, yep, yeah, I think it's in certainly from a fantasy perspective, it's, he's he's now irrelevant. You can cut him. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Ken Walker, big question mark for uh, Sunday. Like we talked about, they signed Wayne Gallman. I think every running back in that room is hurt. I think Ken Walker is the the one that's probably going to be out. But yeah, I think DJ Dallas is really really close to being out. Um, well, he came Travis back Homer. in because yeah, Homer and um, Tony Jones got hurt too during last game, banged right. up. So they had like, hey, we've n- 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 no one else. DJ, I know you can't walk. Get in there. Right. 
Like that's pretty much what what happened. Um, so this is a backfield. I don't know about you, but I wasn't running after the waiver wire to to pick up these guys because I don't know who it's going to be if they're playing. Uh, who's getting the snaps? I don't want to play the guessing game for yep. Seattle. I just want to just you know give it a week. Don't play anyone there. Get Walker back week fifteen. Yeah, I won't touch this backfield. Um, they're another like huge candidate for one run and done. Uh, you know, something goes wrong, twist an ankle, blow a knee, take one wrong step, anything. I just I don't I don't want a zero in my lineup this week. I'll happily sit everybody. And if I see DJ Dallas or Travis Homer or Wayne Gallman for that matter go off for 12 points, I'll be happier to see that on my bench or on on the free agency waiver wire than I would to see a zero in my lineup. So um, really, Wayne Gallman might be the one I would play out of any of them, and I don't want to play Wayne Gallman, even though I've seen him be decent for the Giants in the past couple seasons when uh, Saquon went down. Yeah, Giants, Niners, like he's yeah. been in so many systems. He's a guy that can can, can come in, and Seattle's a pretty easy run system too because it's a you know just run and, and that's about it. So, yeah, um, Brandon Cooks is likely out again with a quote unquote hip injury. Uh, this just kind of sounds like he's pissed, you know, didn't get traded. He didn't get cut and kind of hanging up for the year. You know, the Texans are going nowhere. So unfortunately for me in a couple of leagues that I need to make a big push for playoffs, not having a guy like Brandon Cooks who has had a bad year, but getting nine to 10 points in a 14 team league, I think is a nice flex guy at least. Yeah. Flex, second flex, whatever you want to call him. He's, Certainly has value, and he still has upside. It looks like Davis Mills might be coming back around as well. Davis, so, yeah. So we, we we didn't talk about that. Um, Mills is back. Yep. And who knows if how long he stays there? But uh, I don't know. He should be out there slinging it. I say this all the time. These guys that get removed from their job and then reinserted back in there, just go. You know what? Fuck it. I got nothing to lose. They already tried to replace me. I'm back. I'm throwing the ball. Um, but to who? It's probably going to be Chris Moore again this week because the next line is Nico Collins with a foot injury is also likely going to miss the game. So yeah, which is too bad because because it's I mean who are they playing this week? They're playing. I think it's a pretty easy matchup. They're playing. They played Dallas. Dallas. Oh, not not that easy. I, well, I think it went what Dallas is weak in is against the receivers, which isn't not really weak in anything. But yeah, you put just put a double move on uh, Trayvon Diggs. You probably beat him once or twice. Yeah, and at least if you're getting eight targets a game, something's going to happen. But right. uh, Cooks and Collins both likely out. Again, you said Chris Moore. It's going to be Philip Dorsett. Not starting any one of them. No. Pull, play the Dallas defense if you have. Uh, and Lamar is a PSL strain. Still questionable. I don't think he plays. I think it's a very small chance he plays. No. Um, I picked up Huntley in yeah, a few I, leagues. I just, <laughs> like, so did I. Yeah, I have well, to. It's a, it's a one to three week timetable so you think all right at least one Huntley's going to play I mean we 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 could see him up the whole three weeks too depending how Huntley does do which right. he did fine last year in in replacing Lamar Jackson yeah and if you're the Lamar owner I think I said it on the pod earlier uh, earlier in the week is if you if you had Lamar it's just the easiest move to go get Huntley because then you don't have to play the guessing game of who do I start well one's in one's out boom easy replacement the same offense that they are similar talents. They play a similar style. He's still a rushing quarterback, yada, 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 all the way down the line. You know, I had the flip side option of going after Huntley and or Baker Mayfield. 
It's like, well, I don't know what the hell Mitt Baker is going to do in this game. Huntley was the safer choice. So, yeah. Um, and they play at one. So, God forbid Lamar mm-hmm. is active. Yep. You you have plenty of time to to pivot. So, exactly. That is good, good news. All right. That's it for the injuries. Start sits. Dows. Hollywood is my start of the week. Marcus against Brown, your Patriots? Against my hometown Patriots. And here's the reason why. All right. This, even with DeAndre Hopkins missing practice with an injury, I'm not going to freak out. I'm going to assume that DeAndre Hopkins is on the field anyways. But even if he's not, let's assume he's not actually just to start off my, my analysis. We have seen the Patriots top cornerback and really the Patriots defense as a whole get burned by elite wide receivers the past two weeks. Now, that was Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson, who are like ultra elite wide receivers. Marquise Brown isn't quite in that territory, but he's faster than both of them. So I don't think there's any real reason to suspect that Marquise Brown doesn't burn Jonathan Jones at least one time, maybe more times in, in the course of a game, and Kyler Murray finds him deep. Flip side, DeAndre Hopkins does play. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is in that tier of Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, talent-wise. He doesn't quite have the numbers that they do anymore, but he's definitely up there in terms of skill, route running, ability, whatever you want to call it. So if he's over there distracting Jonathan Jones or whoever's on that side of the field, we got who knows on the other side against Marquise Brown, and I'm thinking Jalen Mills, uh, Miles Bryant, (laughs) good luck or any other number of guys who might match up against him that just simply can't handle his speed. And if it is Miles Bryant, I'll personally guarantee you at least three times, we're looking at Miles Bryant about five yards behind him, running downfield, chasing him while Marquise Brown walks into the end zone, assuming that he catches the ball. But what we've seen out of him this year, what we've seen out of the Cardinals offense, I love this play. I know the Pats defense has everybody scared. They are a good defense this season on paper, but what we've seen is their uh, susceptibility to the big play. And as we say that, big play, Cam Akers fumbles the ball. Uh, oh, and, and queued up Tom Penny on our group chat of our Dice League. Akers sucks. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, remember when he fumbled the ball, was it three times last year against the Bucks, and he let Tom Brady come back in the game and tie it? You, remember. you, you rem- remember that? I remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, give the ball to Kyron Williams instead. He's better. All right. Um, my start of the week is Zeke Elliott. And this kind of goes paired with with both Dallas running backs. I think Pollard, there's more of a obvious start. Uh, I think Dow's in one of your starts, you kind of pointed out, you know, Baltimore running backs. Like if both are active, you probably play both. Good matchup. But uh Cowboys are playing uh the Texans. This is just a almost a practice, kind of like, all right, let's see what you got. Um the the only scary thing is like they can be a PFA so much that Pollard and Zeke could just be benched at, at the second half. But I mean, Zeke was, didn't start last week, but 77 yards and a touchdown got you 16.6 points. Well, Paul got you 20 plus points. I think you can see a, you can see a very similar situation here. Um, Pollard again, 20 points, Zeke, you know, 12 to 15. And I think that's an easy win for a, it's funny. He's 27 years old. Like he's not that old. Like everyone, I know he has the miles on him, but it, I watch him play. He still has a pep in his step. He's still a great running back. They want to use him, and it's a perfect duo. I think it's it's the best duo by far in the entire NFL. No questions asked. So 
if you have Zeke, don't be scared that, oh, Paul is the guy there. They're both the guys there. You can both start them. Paul is a probably RB1, Zeke's a high in RB2. Yeah, and, and we still have only ever seen Tony Pollard go over 20 touches uh, one time in his career. So if that's his cap and it's still his cap and he runs out of gas at that point, and this game does shift towards a, a, a Dallas blowout and they're just running the clock trying to get out of town, well, Zeke's the guy that's going to pound the rock. Now, he might take 20 carries for 20 yards down the stretch, just running into the line and call it a day. But when he sees a gap, he hits it. And like you said, there's still a pep in his step. I, I mean, I've been pretty adamant about my Zeke love all year, even in, in some of the, uh, you know, the tougher times to stand by him. But uh, I, I definitely love this matchup. I mean, Houston is it's a JV team, so no reason not to play both guys. Um, on the flip side, my sit is a running back that you're probably starting. 80% of teams are starting him this week. It's Najee Harris. I get it. I get where you drafted him. I get what he's done. I get what he's done in the past, I should say. This week, divisional matchup with the Ravens, it's not going to be his week. Uh, let me give you the old personal Corey Dow's guarantee. It's not going to happen. The Ravens are always a good run defense, and since adding Roquan Smith for you know pretty much free, they've only gotten better. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, line-to-line or sideline-to-sideline linebackers, Najee Harris can't outrun them, and the Ravens swarm tackle as good as anybody in the league. So, no, I don't want to take my chances running uh, Najee Harris out there against this defense. Where the Ravens are susceptible is to the pass. If you can get Pickett to throw the ball to Pickens and Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth, yada, 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 they have a shot. I shouldn't have said Fryermuth because he's going to be blanketed by safety coverage but between Kyle Hamilton and linebacker coverage with Roquan Smith. But the wide receivers are where you can beat the Ravens. It's not the running game. It's not the tight end. It's none of that. So I really think if anybody is going to succeed this week, Dickie, you know, maybe get a change of pants ready. It's Jalen Warren. Um, it's not going to be Najee Harris. Sorry to tell you, 80% of you guys starting him, you're looking at probably a seven to nine point game out of a guy you expect RB one performance from. And if you play him, he's probably going to be the reason you don't make your playoffs. If you're, you know, winning, you're in kind of weak. Yeah. It's been a tough year for him. Um, still a great talent, but might just be just chalk it up as a loss here. Uh, my sit is Leonard Fournette. Uh, decent game last week. Really got you 11 points and a half PPR. Uh, 49 rushing yards, six receptions, 32 yards. Annoying because we thought it'd be, you know, more of the Rashad White thing, but it was split. Rashad White still got the, you know, the game winning touchdowns. So we had the better game. They play San Fran. I don't think I need to say anymore. San Fran has stopped almost every running back this season. Um, I mean, Kamara a couple weeks ago, the Miami backfield couldn't even combine for five total fantasy points actually couldn't combine for four total fantasy points last week. So um, if they're going to win, which they could because it's, you know, no, no Jimmy G it's going to be in, in the air with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin Fournette looks fat as shit again, too. Um, so that's why you're seeing him. He gets a catch and he's off the sideline because he's gas. So, Fournette, stay away from Rashad White. I would play over him, but still Rashad White is, is a tough start as well. I like that you made the uh, he looks fat comment, made its way into the uh, the write-up online too. I was dying laughing at that today. He's so thick. He is. I mean, it's, I don't want to say preposterous because we're kind of used to it with him, but it's it's still surprising. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, start sits again. Go on topshelffantasy.com. Start sit articles up there with uh, plenty of more players there. A uh, few sleepers that we're going to go through. I'll go through mine first. Mine's Hunter Henry. Yes, I picked a tight end. Why, Scott? I don't know. I'm going to kick myself doing it. But they're facing the Cardinals. If there is a week that Hunter Henry is going to have his best week of the year, I mean, we saw him last year. He he had plenty of games with with touchdowns and even some with two touchdowns. It could be this week. The Cardinals are the worst defense against tight ends by far. Every tight end just crushed it. So if the Patriots can't figure out a game plan to give Hunter Henry the ball in this easy, easy matchup, then the Patriots are really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, absolutely it's, it's, broken. it's Patricia. Like when you see Mac Jones throw to Hunter Henry, the offense flows and then the play calls happen and Hunter Henry doesn't get a target for three quarters. And then, oh, they're down 21 to six. So uh, there's three to play Hunter Henry. It is this week. Cardinals are very bad against the tight end again. So 10 points is, is what I'm hoping for. I mean, you know, 40 yards and touchdown at least. Yeah, I was hoping for similar production out of my sleeper this week. Uh, I was just hoping for him to make his way into the end zone once and kind of save my day that way, get a little bit of yardage on the side. But Cam Akers was my sleeper, and he currently has 0.7 points due to his uh, most recent fumble, which which cost him two points. So that's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> the logic based on it was that he had a fine week last week. You know, we, we know it was buoyed by two touchdowns. But... He's still facing off against the Raiders, who are middle of the road. I think they're 14th, if I had to guess off the top of my head, 14th ranked defense against the run this year, um, which is, you know, middle of the pack. So I, I thought Akers, not a lot, of, a lot of other options out there. They might look to him to get him involved, kind of see what he's got, maybe even just run him down because they're probably not going to have him around next year or definitely not long term. So uh, it's not really working out, but got a whole other half of football to play. So we'll see what happens. You, you can change it if you want. Nah, I like it. I still like it. <laughs> this is actually Dickie's slipper as well. So uh, I need him you to bounce Dickie back. So far, I, are... I've got him in jock market too. So was what you um? Uh, I want to say five and change. How many shares? Like five. Nah, might have been ten. I might have got greedy. Dude, Mac Hollins is, is getting He's the ball like a lot all and... over the field. I need him to not do that because I need to win Dynasty and Jeff played him because he did, does want to play a good receiver and boom. I got him for $6 and I got 10 shares. Whoops. Not good. So we're going to have to sell cam makers, but we might sell them at a loss. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get into Darth Rose. Take it away. All right, I'll go first. Jameson Williams, active last week for the first NFL game of his career. One target, I think probably 10% snap, but we kind of knew that. You were going to start him anyways last week. Get him, you know, used to the offense, used to an NFL field, NFL, you know, style. But this week, um, it's a very easy matchup. I should probably know who they're playing. They're playing Minnesota Vikings. Not easy as a team, but uh, the one thing that, that the Vikings lit up his points um, for wide receivers. So uh, DJ Chark had a great game last week. I think Jameson uh, kind of pushes Chark aside a little bit. Um, you'll see it more, I think, in week 15. But 
I'm again, it's a dart throw. If he's active, plays at least 40% of snaps, you can see him, you know, at least target it in the red zone, get a touchdown. I just yeah, like, I think you're, I I think you're right guy. there with Shark <laughs> instead of Amon Ra should continue to see his volume, but Shark is probably the, the victim here. You know, oh, and Devontae Adams just made a fantastic, fantastic catch. God, he's good. He is like unreal good. Um, I'll tell you who's not unreal good. The guy that I'm taking is my dart throw. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is my dart throw of the week. Most of my points actually kind of run in a corollary to your points for Hunter Henry. But the team needs to change something. The The offense needs to change. They need a spark. The guy who's given them that spark in very, very limited uh, usage is Kendrick Bourne. He only paid 37% of snaps last week, but he was still able to secure his catch for 15 yards, caught the ball, did something dynamic after the play. And he's one of the guys that's been most outspoken about, you know, trying to figure out the offense, make the appropriate adjustments. I'm just hoping he can kind of, you know, weasel his way out of Patricia's doghouse for whichever, whatever reason he's there and bring back the Kendrick Bourne, Mac Jones connection we saw last season. Cause that's what it's going to take to win games. And and if they can't see that, I don't know what the issue is. It, it can't just be Jacoby Myers every week. So my dart throw again, Kendrick Bourne against the Arizona Cardinals defense, He's got to get on the field. Hopefully he's on there, you know, 70% of the time. But, like, he's just got to see more opportunity. And I think this might be the week. Probably not, but maybe. It's a dart throw. It is a dart throw. I, I'm a big fan of Boren, too. I mean, we saw him. Niners did awesome. Patriots last season did awesome. Then Patricia came in. Yeah, it's, it's almost like this is what happens when you have a defensive coordinator coaching your offense. Yeah. Nobody should be surprised. It's fair. All right. Um, so yeah, that's a Darth Rose. Uh, that's it. But um Dows, if you had to pick non QB, highest scoring player this week, who are you picking? Non QB highest scoring player this week. Uh probably gonna play it safe, Justin Jefferson. Play, <laughs> okay. Playing Detroit. I mean, I think that's kind of a a safe bet. Um, I think he will probably even end up outscoring a lot of QBs. Okay. Um, Who would you pick? I'm going Travis Kelsey. I, uh, he, he had a very down week last week. This is one of those like four touchdown games. Yeah. Like a big bounce back. We yeah. have five points, left, 5.6 or something like that. Yeah. Yep. T- 10 and 12. Yeah. I, I could see that. <laughs> I think he actually ended up, he ended up tight in 13. Oh, I think Taysom Hill. Hill. Yep. Yep. But that, so that honestly might be I'd have to go back and look, but I bet you that's the first time in a long time. Kelsey's been outside the top 12. Yeah, I would I would <laughs> like, probably bet that off. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, I'd guess probably the better part of a year or two since he's been that low. And yep. if he's been that low, the rest of the league was probably that low, too. But yeah, Kelsey's a good one. Damn. Yeah, he could eat. No, no doubt in my mind who they play. They got um Denver, Denver. Yeah. Hot. Highest scoring scoring offense versus the uh, lowest scoring offense in the league. Barn burner. <laughs> it's yeah, that's really going to come down to can the Broncos stop or really not even stop, but, but continue to contain the Chiefs because they've had a few good matchups against the Chiefs over the past couple seasons. They've really played them closer than most. Yeah, but I mean, Russell it's, Wilson does suck though. It's kind of funny because like oh, I think like all right, week fourteen. Broncos, Chiefs. We would have thought it would have been like 
Barnbrenner. Like, what a great fucking great team. Oh, beginning now of the season, like, they probably thought they'd flex that to primetime. Instead, we'll get, I don't even know, some dog shit game. Uh, I think the charges are primetime. Uh, Miami. Yeah, exactly. Like I said. One. <laughs> it's a lot better if Mike Williams gets back on the field. Right. All right. Um, Dows, you can take us out. Yeah, as always, follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Top Shelf FNTSY. Go on the website, topshelffantasy.com. Check out the articles. I've been working on a little article for you guys just about looking forward to the 2023 draft. I know it's early, but for a lot of teams, um, if you're anything like me, you're out in a lot of your leagues and we're ready to look towards the future. So we got some draft stuff coming for you. It's, you know, just uh, just, to, just to wet your whistle. So that should be coming out, I'm hoping, maybe over the weekend, maybe early next week, ideally. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That'll be on the website. Uh, again, topshowfantasy.com. And as always, stay fluid. Stay fluid. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.